grab a red shirt, flash your W's. It's game day, Wisconsin. David Gilraith from the three. 100.5 ESPN in Madison. We are brewed by Coors Light and brought to you by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Alex Strofe, Adam Mertz, the Badgers outsider, Derek Blakesley. All right, buddy? It's good to be in a safe place. And when, you, when you're dealing with large crowds and fans, things can get a lot out of control. People know that from the fan crush of the big football game back in the 90s. So uh, we're familiar, but now we're in a good spot to talk football in a good safe spot where we can still we see the We are literally the standing in between hundreds of bicycles. And that's not even a joke, Mertzi. Uh, I, I think at some point we might have to have you jump on one of these puppies and ride it around while we're doing a radio show. Yeah, we need to set up a little, uh, little track uh, in here. And uh, just have a little race, maybe. It's a stage a little race. I like this idea. A little, uh, little a Wisconsin College well, a game day grand, grand Prix on these bicycles. I love that idea. So where were we uh, when we had our technical <laughs> difficulties now that we're back on the air? We previewed Nebraska a little bit. We talked to Wisconsin, Braylon Allen, Graham Mertz a little bit. What are you doing? What's Number what's, zero. That's oh, number zero. Okay, gotcha. He was, I thought you were like Superman embleming yourself or something, Mertz. Uh, so let's go back to number zero. Braylon Allen, historic start, looking like an absolute workhorse back. I mentioned we talked with Monte Ball last week on Wisconsin College Game Day. He said he reminds me of me a little bit in, in terms of the way he runs, in terms of the opportunity that he's now had to become the starting running back for Wisconsin. And I think he makes a, a very fun point. But you guys mentioned John Clay. You mentioned Ron Dane, right? He, he has bits and pieces of every legendary running back, it seems, that have come out of the University of Wisconsin. Yeah, ultimately the problem with stopping Braylon Allen is – in this season early on, if you stuffed the run per se against the Badgers, we'd go back, huddle up, it'd be second and nine, it'd be third and nine, and we would have to make do. The problem that is presented by Braylon Allen is if it's first down and there's nothing there on the carry, he can make something happen. So you get landing defenses with inside leverage, and they're really squeezing down on the nose, and they're looking to play the A gap, the B gap. Braylon doesn't like what he sees. Whoop, whoop. He's out the back door to the side, and you, you keep thinking they're going to stretch out the play and tackle him, and that's not the case. He gone. So he's got speed, <laughs> and he's got power. I'll take Braylon Allen running over corners all day um, with the outside linebackers kind of caught in the wash, and that's the extra dimension he brings that makes this offense very difficult to stop. Hurdling dudes. He, he threw in a hurdle last week. I hadn't seen that one before out of him. I think uh, you know he, we were talking a little bit about his development this season, uh, and, and you go into the Eastern Michigan game, Derek, and um, seeing like, okay, you know, this kid 
kid's got something. We'll we'll build on this. It's, you know, great. He's gonna be awesome. next year. He's gonna bring it. You know. And all of a sudden, it's like each week he's testing and getting better. He's like a velociraptor, man. He's just going. He's testing out the weaknesses and finding out what he can do with his body, and he uses it so well. He's not he's not seeking the contact. But he can deliver it when he needs to. Yeah, and I think that the jump he's going to need to make and where there's a debate in the fan base and probably in the coaching staff is, is Braylon Allen a guy right now that's going to get 14 to 16 carries a game? Or can we give him that low, that workload, 25 carries, where he becomes pretty much the entire centerpiece of our offense the whole game? But we've got to be careful. The guy, the kid, now he's got young tendons. My tendons are old. When something, nothing stretches or sprains (laughs) on me anymore. If it goes, it snaps. But when you're 17, 18 years old like Braylon, I'm hoping that whatever the ankle issues are that he's had to deal with, um, are, are, are he's feeling better. And Because I would hate to see that. If there's one thing that we could see that could be a backbreaker in this game is any type of play where he comes up limping, where yep. it looks like he's um, kind of re-injured that, those ankles. So given that, that's a big decision to make, Mertzi. What are we going to do? What's the workload going to be for the young man? Well, and, and Jim Rutledge was talking about it, and he, he poses a house of cards because Jim's always looking at the downsides of things. But it's true. I will give him that. I mean, like, he's very true. Like, the success on offense rests with him, rests with his health, his ability to be out on that field. I know there's a lot of debate last week about when to take him out of that Northwestern game, and Braylon wanted back in. And it was funny, like, the series that you're like, all right, he's done for the day. He comes back in and he rumbles for that touchdown. You're like, that's a signature play, and that kid wants to be on the field on the en route to 173 yards last week. No doubt about it. He's Adam Erds, Derek Blakeslin, and Alex Strove here on ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day. As we have figured it back out, we're back with you for the next hour, leading you all the way up to kickoff. Uh, so we were off the air there, guys, about 15, 20 minutes. What do you think the score is between Ohio State and Michigan State now? 169 to zero. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the game, the game was so bad, guys. We did segment one, segment two, had some technical difficulties. At one point, it was 35 to zero, and I said to Mertz, I said, "Jesus, 35 to zero in that MSU." Ohio. And he goes, "No, check your phone again. My cell data couldn't even keep up with the offense of Ohio State." <laughs> yeah. At that point, it was 49 to zero. I'd missed two touchdowns just in a refresh from the cell network. Man, typical Ohio State. You know, like they kind of sleepwalk through an entire season. They're like, "Oh wait, oh it's." Uh, uh, getting close to Big Ten Championship time, Guys, let's start playing. If it's halftime and you're Mel Tucker, I'd get on the cell phone and call your wife and make sure the contract is signed. Yeah, no <laughs> doubt about it. Get that cash, make sure it's guaranteed. <laughs> do what you need to do to get that money. I mean, I, in, in the world of sports, I was so happy because of the culture that he brings to Michigan State watching Mel Tucker. And you know, he's been yep. rumored several times as oh, a yeah. top candidate to LSU. In the, la- in the last two openings at Wisconsin, I think yes. Mel was right the up interview. there. Yeah. I think maybe and even. For Gary Anderson. Yes, yep. yes. So. You know, to see what he brings and then to see that, you know, I think they made some mistakes in Michigan State about the initial contract. And to, to write the ship, they had to give him that big number. And boy, oh boy, I've never seen anything in sports like that. To get that kind of contract and now to see, I mean, instantaneous collapse of the team yeah. against Ohio State. It's like Kristen Yelich except right away. Oh, <laughs> but, the, but the thing and the thing with Mel Tucker is, and it's not to say he doesn't deserve a big number, but he hasn't won a conference title. No. He hasn't been to the conference championship. He hasn't made a premier bowl game by any means since he's been at Michigan State, and yet he's signing this mega huge deal. I'm happy for the guy, but well, it's because they got seems in on, risky on Michigan State. I think State's Michigan part. State got in there on the cheap, and now there's a market for Tucker. And again, we yep. talked about this problem that Scott Frost has and Nebraska has right now to kind of bring it back to this game. Is this is a hot, hot time for for recruitment? You can't have Mel Tucker out there sitting in living rooms in Michigan and out east and saying, hey, come play for me when there's that risk that he could get big money and get a bigger contract and head to another con- uh, conference like the SEC. So I think their hands were tied there a little bit. They like what they've seen, which everyone's liked what they've seen. they got a great running back that's kind of 
put a little bit of lipstick on that pig every once in a while, yes. Mercy. And so yes. that obviously came to an end today against the Ohio State Buckeyes, who, let's be honest, the last few games of the year, every year they're turning it up a little Yeah, bit. absolutely. I mean, they're just at a different level athletically from what you're going to see a lot of the conference. I know that uh, you know, I'm sure Michigan fans have it in their head that being in Ann Arbor next weekend that they're going to give them a little bit of a run, and, and I'm not seeing that. I'm just not seeing that. But we'll see. We'll wait and see. It's, it's fun this time of year to see you know, the chips are on the table at this point. The chips are on the table, oh, yeah. and, the, and Ohio State's going out and going like this and just pulling them all in. The, 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 the plays are on tape is how I put it. No one's going to do a lot of things that are going to surprise anyone. But I will say what's really fascinating about Wisconsin this year is we were at a footnote on this whole season starting out one and, one and three, and now we've got a major role to play in the college football playoff selection uh, process because and I, I say this with some confidence. After watching the progression of the team, I would not sleep on Wisconsin in the Big Ten championship game should we get there against any team because turnovers and special teams can make a big difference. Just like Nebraska's lost a lot of these games and we've pointed back to maybe the way the offensive line has played or we've pointed back to other mistakes by Martinez, but really their special teams has been very costly. Eight-yard punts in in that game against like Ohio State. So all those little things matter, and I think we have some strengths there that were weaknesses at the beginning of the year. So. It's a, it's a compelling part of the season, my favorite part of the year, really. It is a compelling part of the season. Just a couple of weeks left before we get into conference championships games. The Badgers hoping they wind up in the Big Ten championship game with only two games remaining in the regular season. We're less than an hour away from that second-to-last one and their final home game as the Badgers host the, the Nebraska Cornhuskers. This year, Badgers fans will be able to drink Pepsi, watch football, and get cool gear. It's that simple. All you got to do is purchase specially marked Pepsi Wisconsin Badgers packages Scan the codes on the pack, and you'll find out if you've won a $50 FansEdge.com gift card. Pepsi Zero Sugar, same great flavor, zero the sugar, and a proud partner of the Wisconsin Badgers. Alex Strofe with Adam Mertz and Derek Blakesley will continue to preview Nebraska and Wisconsin next. It's ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day. The countdown to kickoff continues next. You're listening to ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day. To ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day. We're live from Regent Street as the party's ongoing. Getting ready for number 15 Wisconsin playing host to the 3 and 7 Nebraska Cornhuskers. It is time now for the Pella window into the opponent. About this week's opponent. I'm a man. I'm 40. Let's get a window into the opponent. Brought to you by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Call Gina Della from Pella today at 855-PELLA-WI or schedule an appointment online at PellaWI.com slash radio. The Nebraska Cornhuskers coming to Madison at a record of 3-7 and seven of on the year. We have mentioned their quarterback is Adrian Martinez. They have a solid defense. Martinez a dual threat offensively, though, can both run the ball and throw the ball. He is their leading passer and rusher this year. 13 touchdowns through the air, 12 touchdowns on the ground for Adrian Martinez, who's still got another year of eligibility left somehow, is my understanding. I feel like this guy has been the quarterback of Nebraska since I've been, like, nine years old. Yeah, I think the 
that's kind of like a real mystery, and, and some of it to get cleared up is there's been two Martinez's. Right, Taylor as well, yeah. And sim- similar type of thing where they eat us up on the ground early and then give us the ball as much as we want kind of in the second <laughs> half, and that, that sort of narrative is played over and over again. So, But, you know, I, I do expect uh, some plays to be made in the option game uh, with Martinez today. But what the real question, this is, a, this is an emerging storyline. Uh, it looks like it, they've got some depth problems, Nebraska does, in the, in the backfield uh, as from the running back position. And it does not look like Ramir Johnson's out uh, early Oof. practicing. So Ramir Johnson's been getting the uh, bulk of the carries yeah. lately, which opens the door for a real interesting player, Marquis Stepp. And Marquis Stepp was a player that Wisconsin wanted in the transfer portal last year out of USC. And it was a surprise to a lot of us that he'd made the choice to go play at Nebraska. But so far this year, he's had about 30 carries for 130 yards and has not been much of a story. But today could be the day for some redemption for Marquis Stepp. Uh, something to definitely watch for because he's hungry to prove something. But for whatever reason, he hasn't found his way onto the field this year much, Mercy. Yeah, good, good news check there because Johnson uh, went out the last two series at Ohio State game. It was two weeks ago. Yeah. We were trying to figure out, is this guy going to be ready to play or not? That's a, 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 an interesting scenario. As I say, a tough break, but you never know because yeah. this guy might be able to show something. I think you, the name that you mentioned, we spoke about him early in the show, is Samari Tule. I mean, the guy is just a difference maker in the uh, in downfield. He's able to make plays. He, he looked the part athletically against that Ohio State secondary. Um, he held his own, had a really nice long catch, shook his way out of uh, a tackle attempt, yeah. and went 70 yards and brought them right back in the yeah. game. He's that kind of guy, and you saw the Badgers get burned a couple times early in the year by those kinds of guys who can get deep yeah. behind you. What's scary about Toure is he can do both things he's shown so far this year. He can be in that, in that right inside slot. He can be a possession receiver that can get your first downs, but as soon as you start cheating up on him a little bit, especially when we keep talking about this, if Martinez has a clean pocket, he's able to work quickly across the face of the defenders and get it progressively deeper. Those are the kind of routes that Ohio State has typically run against us to make big plays in Big Ten championship games. And we do have the capability from Nebraska to run that sort of play today if our front three, front four can't get to the quarterback. And that's, that's really the question that's going to be answered today. That's why it's a, the nuances in today's matchup are pretty fun. I, I like that word choice, right? Nuances. And this is a team, Nebraska, that's hard to figure out, it seems, right? I mean, let's just run through some of the games they yep. played this year. We saw them in my favorite week of the college football season, Mercy, week zero uh, against <laughs> Illinois. I just hate that, week zero. It's the dumbest crap I've ever heard in my entire life. But nonetheless, uh, they lose that opening game to Brett Bielema and the Fighting Illini. <sighs> Wow. Uh, 30 to 22 in week zero. But then we go a couple weeks in advance. We go about a month later when they play number three Oklahoma. They stay in that game, only lose by a touchdown. And then they play a couple weeks later, or just a week later, rather. Michigan State, they bring them to overtime. Michigan State now a top ten team in the country. Now, I know they're getting the break speed off of them right now against Ohio State, but still a very good football program under Mel Tucker. Two weeks later, they play Michigan at home. They lose by a field goal to Michigan. So they've been able to stay in games against higher competition, which is why I keep referring to this game as kind of a trappish game because while this team hasn't won a ton this year, they've been in every game they've played just about. Yeah, I mean, you look at that record, 3-9-1-6, correct? And you're like, well, this team's garbage. And that's not been what I've seen on the field. That's not what I saw against Ohio State two weeks ago when I went back and looked at the tape. Uh, These guys can compete, and the Badgers better not be sleeping today. No, and, you know, the more we talk about it, guys, the more I'm kind of fascinated and anxious to get the game underway. Because I think this can go one of two ways, right? This could be a team, Nebraska, that's lost four coaches. Yep. They've got injuries in key positions. 
they've felt the sting of defeat almost in a demoralizing way over and over again. So this could be one of those that gets ugly early in favor of Wisconsin. But I think the opposite could also be true. You know, they look competitive in all these games, and they have talent. You've got a tight end that's 6'9", can get down the field, can block. You've got, on the other side, you know, we, we're sitting there and talking about Toure the whole time. You've got Omar Manning is 6'5", on the other side, yep. physical guy. So when he's in one-on-one coverage, you're going to see Martinez put the ball in the air, and you're going to have to see Samar um, and the rest of our corners have to go up and make some plays and not get the pass interference penalties. So if they do show up today and they can somehow fill in for the big loss of uh, JoJo Doman, which I don't think they can, but if they can, this is going to be one to grind out for sure. You know, you talked about this a lot, about how Jimmy is getting, Jimmy Leonard's going to play this defensively. When I was watching um, the tape last week, uh, their, their tackles on offense are susceptible with a capital S. Um, <laughs> and they, they're young, and they're young. They're just turnstiles against those guys. And you've seen what the Badgers can do on the edges this year, bring in a Herbig, bring in some corner blitz, bring in safeties. There's a lot of damage it can do, but they weren't going against a guy like Martinez who can move with his feet as well. So that you got to play that game. you got to be in position. You can't be just going crazy um, off the edge. You have to have a, a point in mind, and you have to have your eyes on Martinez the whole time. Yeah, and I think we should be on the lookout if we see some success early from Martinez. He's got a different running back every game that he had to try to work with, and mesh points are really key with Great. the option. What does that lead to? Yep. It tells me there might be mistakes made, and that could be some easy turnovers. And, and I, if, if the Badgers are anything on defense besides physical and really talented, we're also proven to be opportunistic the last few games. Yeah, absolutely. So, and, and if those mistakes are going to be made, we're going to capitalize on them. So I think at the end of the day, this matchup, if it was in Lincoln and they had JoJo Doman, I wonder what the line would be in Vegas. That would be a fascinating thing to see. But, my God, the way we've got it today and the momentum we have, given some of the, 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 the struggles they've had all year, I mean, I, I think we're going to have the, the edge early, and it's going to be difficult for them to come back. Because, like Rutledge said, historically, historically, Nebraska's had a whole lot of quit in them eventually. Against eventually. Wisconsin. Against Wisconsin, we've seen it time and time again, and our pal Monte Ball has certainly been a part of some of those times uh, against Nebraska about a decade ago. Wisconsin College Game Day brought to you by Cousin Subs. Do you want to watch the Packers play at Lambeau this season? Enter the Cousin Subs Best Seats in the House Sweepstakes for your chance to win two tickets to a Packers game. Sign up at CousinSubs.com. Cousin Subs, they believe in better. We'll go around the landscape of college football, pick some of the best games happening this afternoon. We'll do that next. It's ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day. The countdown to kickoff continues next. You're listening to ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day. Welcome back to ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day live from Regent Street as we get ready for number 15, Wisconsin and Nebraska. Alex Strofe alongside Adam Ertz and the Badger Outsider, Derek Blakesley. We are brewed by Coors Light. Life today is kind of a lot. It forces us to always be on, but every now and then it's important to just stop, crack open a mountain cold Coors Light, and chill. So when you choose to turn off, choose the one beer that's literally made to chill. Coors Light, Mountain Cold Refreshment, made to chill. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Celebrate responsibly. It's time now to make some game picks as we go around the landscape of college football and take a peek at some of the games happening uh, at least at 2.30 or later. So here we go. We're going to pick four of them across the landscape of college football. We'll start with the number three Oregon Ducks taking on number 23 Utah. Quack. 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 
quack, 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 I do study in my garage with my Coors Lights and try to catch up. <laughs> so I've seen Crystal Ball squad. There's talent there. There's speed there. I don't know if physically they're able to compete on the national scene, especially if you can't go into Utah yeah. and be favored. Um, but, you know, this is kind of a bigger thing of college football is why do we have only four teams in the, in the championship? Yes. And one of those might be one that's not even favored on the road against Utah. It, it, it brings a lot of other questions. But I tell you what, for some reason, Vegas likes Utah. And who am I? Who am I, Strofe? To question it, I'm going to take uh, I'm going to take Utah by a touchdown here, um, trusting trusting the odds makers. You you are you are you, I think you're allowed to. I trust the odds makers. I sprinkled a little dough on the Oregon Ducks money line today, so I'm taking Oregon. Just a little pixie dust, a little something to keep it interesting. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sitting I'm sitting here um, and I'm thinking about this game, and I've been trying to uh, poke holes in the Ducks all year. Um, I've watched. I, I did stay up watch, late to watch them play Cal, uh, a very mediocre Cal. Uh, They're team not very that good. They, That's that correct. they almost lost to. And I'm thinking, you know, is 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 this a smoke and mirrors? Is this another Pac-12 team that just doesn't have it all together? They've proven me wrong at every step. I'm gonna go with, I'm gonna go with Oregon. But I do think that this is a really interesting game. Well, I mean, what do you think, Mercy? Why why does Vegas feel the way they do? Is it is it? Utah is always difficult. Conference road games. I think I really Utah think fans very I really loyal. think it's that. Um, that's it. Utah plays well at home. Well, well, we'll find out, and that will be that will be key as as the results in the next couple of weeks kind of form who's going to be in there. I always ask myself, who would you be more afraid to play, Alabama, or the Oregon Ducks? I know Alabama. Right, because if Alabama's going into Utah, I don't think Utah is going to be favored in that game. Um, so it's just, it's a, it's. I just get so frustrated. And I, when, I'm, when I'm on the show on Tuesdays, I get. I get so who are you picking? I'm taking Utah by a touchdown. Oh, and a cover. They, they, they know something in Vegas, and I've lost enough money there to know that they know <laughs> what they're doing. That's the reason the hotels are so nice. That's true. <laughs> they do have some really nice chandeliers yeah, for a yeah. reason, don't they? Uh, let's move on to number 11, Baylor, who's at Kansas State today. Another weird, wacky game where a ranked team that is ranked higher, Kansas State unranked, is favored. Minus two. Wow. Uh, I, I have watched Baylor because they're fun to, fun to watch, and I, I think Baylor's going to win this game. They've they've been took a, took a bad loss a few weeks back. Yeah, there's there's some sometimes when they're not don't play as disciplined as you'd like to see, but they've got the they've got the athletes uh, to do what they need to do today. And, and just looking at the scores in the early games, it's been cattywampus all over, and it's been that kind of season where nothing's kind of worked out the way that it's supposed to. But I like Baylor pulling it out. I also like Baylor here, Mertzi. What about you? Yeah, Baylor's had the difficulty. They just haven't performed well on the road, so I wonder if that's what a little bit of the skepticism is on this one. But I, I'm with you. I think this is a Baylor team. And you know, I, I have a soft spot for Dave Aranda, too. I'd like to see him continue to do some damage. Yeah, yeah I would, too. And they can put up points quickly. You know, True. You, you look at the, in the, uh, anytime Baylor has a bad game, they just say, well, look at how bad things are with Sarkeesian in Texas, and then everyone kind of <laughs> changes the subject. That's pretty much the Texas football scene right now. Uh, so I got I, you just can't have much confidence. Hook them, baby. Yeah. Hook them. Hook them. Hook them. Hook em. We'll move on to number 21, Arkansas at number two, Alabama. Are you aware what the line is here, Blakesley? 20. 20 and a half, yep. yeah. Yeah, I was looking to put a little pixie dust on that this morning, and uh, it's so hard to find a reason, find a good reason 
that Arkansas is going to be able to go in there and win that game, um, or even cover for that matter. I don't know about covering either, Ryan. I'm, yeah, I'm with you there. I just that there's there's not there's not the weaknesses. When we, and I think uh, Mercy made a good point earlier. When you get late in the year, these traditionally strong programs turn it on. It, there's there's another yeah. level they start to play at, and I expect we'll see Saban will have Alabama ready to play over. We're more familiar with Arkansas' struggles because many of us have followed Bielema and everything that happened after and got a lot of little schadenfreuden out of the deal. So I don't think anyone's going to have any love loss for Arkansas, and I don't see any compelling reason why they're going to go in there and win. So I'm taking Alabama, and I'd take Alabama to cover. I would too. I, I, I think 21 points is not unrealistic for Alabama against a eh, kind of decent Arkansas team. But nonetheless, Alabama is Alabama, so I'll take them to cover. 14, 14 straight times that they've beaten Arkansas. I'm looking at 15 again today. I really do, to your, to your point, Derek, about you know what these programs think of themselves, and they know when to turn it on, and Alabama clinches that spot, which is going to come anyway, but they clinched the spot today with a win to get to face Georgia in the in the championship game, and you know they're just, they want to take care of business. They want to make a statement going into that Georgia game. Yeah, there's going to be no messing around, and I no. think also too, this happens in the Big Ten. I think it happens in the SEC. You're going to see teams that get overranked a little bit, so the strength of schedule stay where things need to be, and it's not necessarily a direct reflection of where the, yeah. any team should be at any yep. given time. So I, I, I just don't see it going well for the Razorbacks today. Oink, oink, suey, pig, pig, whatever the thing is. Yeah. <laughs> not today. <laughs> One more time. Can you run me oink, back? Oink, oink, pig, pig, suey. <laughs> I just never, I'll never forget how uncomfortable Brett Bielema yes. was doing that. Yes. And who would have known after doing, in a couple of years of doing that, that he would literally become the Razorback in some hey. ways. <laughs> Remember, Brett Bielema, the one that said, I have self-defecating humor. So I uh, can't yeah. uh, yeah, never forget that. Yeah. Uh, last pick them for you guys here before we take a break. And then, of course, we'll pick Nebraska and Wisconsin on the other side. We're moving down to Division Three here. The first ever collegiate bowl game played in the state of Wisconsin coming up this afternoon, and you can hear that game on 100.5 ESPN in Madison. The Culver's Isthmus Bowl, a matchup between the CCIW and the WIAC, representing the WIAC. Number 25, UW River Falls, the Falcons take on Washington University of St. Louis of the CCIW. Hunter Vaughn. Uh, caters our picks every week and he runs the show back in the park bank espn madison studios hunter i don't see a line on here so i'd like you to set one for us i think the line's got to be river falls probably like a minus five and a half Um, the wyack is just so good this year that coming out coming out in third place in that conference is so good and by the way with the pac-12 games the most pac-12 thing is going to happen today Oregon's going to lose in Utah, and then because they're both Oregon's in the north, Utah's in the south, they're going to play each other in the conference championship game. Oregon's going to put up 70 and win that game, but still miss out on the college football playoff. <laughs> it, 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 it never doesn't make sense. Nothing about what happens in college football with the playoff and what they've done makes sense, but you've got to follow the money. And eventually, the, they got to see the dollar signs to get this to 12. And that's all there is to say about it. That, that's very true. That's a great scenario, Hunter. That, that thing was on my head, too, about how this is round one, basically, between yeah. those two teams. Which is nuts. Like, who wants to see that? Correct. Correct. Um, so, back to the Culver's Isthmus yes. Bowl. 
Uh, five and a half it was, Hunter, for River Falls? Yeah, I think River Falls minus five and a half. I'll, I'll take the Falcons to cover. I'm a Wyatt grad. I went to Stevens Point. Me too. Give me River Falls. Look, I don't understand the acronyms even. I can't even get through that. But I took two or three days to sit down and really look at the tape of these teams and traveled <laughs> up for a cheeseburger and some cheese curds at Bose and Mine restaurant in River Falls talking to the locals. <laughs> and they say with that Falcons running game, there's no way that St. Mary's Ignatius of Washington of the – Acronym is going to be able to stop it. So it looks like they're running downhill all day. It's, it's not up. that tough, Derek. It's Washington <laughs> University of St. Louis. They literally, well, even when they talk about one's that One's in school. Missouri, one's in Washington, and all I know is the Falcons win by seven with an unstoppable running game. Fantastic. Book it. Mercy, did you pick this up? I was waiting for Hunter. He, had, he was interjecting oh, yeah, with a good yeah, point. Go yeah, ahead, Hunter. Literally, so it's Washington University in St. Louis. They literally just call themselves Washed U. That's all you have to say. Okay, it's not, that's not too hard. There you go. Blake, so you think you can handle that? Uh, yeah, I have trouble washing myself sometimes with three kids <laughs> and a busy schedule. I don't need to be worried about the WEAC, the GAC, and the National Geographic Survey. All I know is the locals have told me up in River Falls. Oh, my brother-in-law. My so brother-in-law good. lives up there, so I also did some – he said it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough to stop that Falcon running game, and I know it. Seven-point okay. win. Seven-point win for River Falls in the Culver's Isthmus Bowl, which you can hear right here on 100.5 ESPN in Madison. You won't get it in Milwaukee, but you can stream it on the ESPN app or Wisconsin on demand. Yeah, I mean, I did a ton of research on this game in about the last two minutes and 23 seconds <laughs> on the internet. Um, hey, credit to River Falls' first eight-win season since 1998. You really did How about that? research. How about that? I don't know why Mertzie had to do that. I could have told him that. <laughs> so I go. Always, I always go. Uh, right. I always go. Weak. My good buddy Max Myler, UW Whitewater, out there today in the playoffs. Go Warhawks. Max Mailer, right? Isn't that the quarterback? Myler. Myler. Yep. Is he the quarterback? Yes. Where is he from? How do you know? Mount Horb guy. Is he? It's Mount Horb guy. Okay, yeah, gotcha. There you go. Gotcha. I called. I called a few of his games when he was at Whitewater. Well, he's still at Whitewater, apparently. Yeah. But, he's uh, only in his eighth year. Okay, I thought like, so. He's been there a while. Right. He runs yeah. out after yeah, this. Okay, year. I was gonna say he's been there quite some time, but nonetheless, okay, there we go. Good to know. I did not know uh, there was a little Mount Horb connection. Uh, he's Adam Ertz, Derek Blakesley, the Wyack experts. These guys know Division Three college football like anybody else on this planet. Oh, that's the best stuff I've ever heard. Big trailers and big opportunities at Stoughton Trailers. Big just got even bigger. Starting pay at Stoughton Trailers. Now $18 an hour. They're hiring for assemblers, welders, and more at their Evansville Broadhead and Stoughton locations. You can find open jobs at stowjobs.com. That's S-T-O-Jobs.com. Stoughton Trailers. Big trailers. Big opportunity. We're going to talk more about Division Three football next because that's the most fun I've had all day. This is ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day. The countdown to kickoff continues next. You're listening to ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day. Down the tunnel at Camp Randall Stadium. Blake Slee, Blake Slee, Blake Slee. The crowd roars in the distance. As Derek Blakesley, the Badgers outsider with us on ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day. That was always the dream, Strophy. 
run out of that tunnel and play for the Badgers at quarterback, but unfortunately, God had other plans we're, for my body. We're quite athletic <laughs> enough. Well, I had the athleticism, but injuries and then some other things, and we'll never know. It's a fog of war. It didn't work out. Yeah, I guess we'll just leave it at that. Yeah, it's, it's, let's just blame it on your buddy, Mark Tauscher, who did get that experience. Yeah, huh? Tausch lived the dream, and I was the nightmare, I guess, is sort of the yeah, way it works. That's, that's, that's understandable. I don't want, look, I don't want the pressure. Yeah, spe- speaking of nightmares, Adam Ertz with us as well. Hi, Mertzie. I, I think that was a compliment. It was. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, you're a nightmare to defenses. That's, I've actually, it. That's I, it. Guys, yeah. i got to tell you, I, I'm actually rethinking the D3 Culver's Dismas Bowls. No, you're not. I, well, I, I, now that I think about it, when I was up in River Falls at Bowes and Mine eating all that food and drinking that beer, I'm not sure the guys that gave me all that advice were all that sober. Okay, so we're going with Wash U then? I still can't pronounce the name of the school properly, so I think I, I, <laughs> for that reason I'm going to stick with my pick. All right, glad we're previewing the Culver's Isthmus Bowl for you here on ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day as we're up the road from Camp Randall Stadium getting ready for number 15, Wisconsin and Nebraska. It's time for us to pick that game. Now, we've talked about it quite a bit. Nebraska, solid defensively, okay offensively. They've been able to hang in games with higher opponents like Oklahoma, Michigan State, and Michigan, and it feels like a trappish game for Wisconsin up the road at Camp Randall Stadium. But Wisconsin's still trying to lock in their spot, solidify their spot in the Big Ten Championship game on December 4th. They need to win the next two weeks to do just that. Fellas, let's jump into some game picks. We'll start with Hunter Vaughn back at the Park Bank ESPN Madison Studios. You know, I really think that this is going to be one of those weird games for Wisconsin where Nebraska just hangs around, and they're never going to get more than maybe a touchdown lead. They might even you know trail by three, but then score to get that four-point lead. It's just going to be a weird game today. I like the Badgers to win, but I'll be shocked if they get to double digits in this one. And a score is... I have to give a score now? Yeah, of course. Every week we do. <laughs> oh, been, my goodness. We've been goodness. producing this program for three months, and you still don't know how it works? Hunt, I completely Hunter, forgot that I needed a score. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Well, it's the first okay. time on here, and I expect to give a score. <laughs> Let's I mean, see. 24-21 Badgers. 24-21 Badgers. A three-point win for Bucky, says Hunter Vaughn. Mercy, we go to you. So, we, for the last two hours, we have been dropping knowledge on this on this uh, show, yes, and that's what the N stands for on the Nebraska helmet. So we're in the we're yes. in the right spot. We're talking the right game, and <laughs> um, that's a bad old joke. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that Did was you know really that, one? that was really rough. Maybe if we were playing Gosh. Kansas. Gosh, no, that was always the joke on Nebraska. The, Nebraska, I'm, I'm with Hunter. That I think this game is going to be a little bit unpredictable. I think Nebraska um, is going to at least go out there and give it a game, and if they're given a chance to stay in the game, we'll keep it a game. Um, I've got the Badgers winning 23-13 in this one. I think Adrian Martinez and uh, Toure are going to hook up for one long one, and then after that it's probably a crapshoot offensively for Nebraska. Interesting. I, I actually disagree. I have a different take on this game. Uh-oh. You know, I think about when you take four coaches out, and I bet you four of those guys recruited a lot of the guys that are playing for them. And they're, they're in some tumult, and they're making the trip out here. It's been a long season. They're sitting on their cell phones in the locker room probably thinking about what their options are in the offseason, some of those guys. Where can I get in the portal? Where am I going to go? I don't think the focus is there from Nebraska. The key loss of JoJo Doman is so overwhelming, I think. You're going to see a player, Luke Reimer, he's number 28 out there today, he shows out playing side-to-side at linebacker, but he is going to be asked to do a lot, and I think that's what's going to open up an opportunity second quarter, third quarter, where you're going to start seeing us throwing a little bit over his head if we can get that matchup with Jake Ferguson. So I like our ability to use Jake Ferguson today, given the defense is on the field, if 
the Braylon Allen thing doesn't work out. So I think there is a plan B today. Yeah. And so offensively, we're going to be able to move the ball. And I tell you what, I know Martinez has put up yards against a lot of teams. I don't think he puts up yards against this defense. It's too good. It's the best in the country. We're strong. We're fast. We got NFL guys out there. This is going to be a long game for the. This is going to be terrible for Nebraska. This is going to be a long day. This is going to be a collapse. I'm going to say this is a 42 to 10 win. Ooh, he's got the faith in Bucky. 42 to 10. This is a a nice day in Madison, the number one college town in America. We're coming out superior offense, superior defense, and I think Nebraska has some of the worst special teams in the Big Ten. Don't underestimate that when you're playing on the road. This is going to be tough for them to score, and it's going to be easier for us to score given the injury situation. Unless Marquis Stepp or somebody does something out of nowhere in this game, I love Wisconsin with the momentum. Onward and upward, and P.J. Fleck awaits. P.J. Fleck awaits next week as the Badgers will travel to Minnesota to take on the Gophers. But we're all eyes on this game. And I really like the energy that the outsider just brought to this topic because I tend to agree. We talked earlier, right? Mertzi's due for a turnover, and I think he's going to have one early. But I don't think Nebraska is going to be able to capitalize against this best in the country defense. And I do think verticality is that a word? It is yeah, now. It is. It's going to work out. Going to work out for the Badgers because Jake Ferguson's going to have a 65 yard yeah. touchdown. Wow. Badgers 38, Huskers 6. Ooh, and if you want a key, if you want a key on Ferguson, we got a 4-4-40 on the outside. Pryor's due for a play. And I'll tell you what, Mertz is due to get somebody in stride down the field, too. We have options on offense. I see a lot of paths to victory today, and I see Nebraska. In the words of Rutledge, there could be a lot of give up there from them today. If a big win occurs, like you and I are predicting, how confident are you in Wisconsin rolling into Minnesota next week and continuing the trend that's been you know, the same over the course of the last few weeks? I mean, I, I'm confident either way. Uh, just knowing that matchup against Minnesota, I, I really like that matchup a lot for the Badgers. But, and, and I think that you guys are right. We've talked about this um, in terms of which way this game could go. I, I, just, I have a feeling Nebraska's going to hang in there, but you're right. If this thing starts falling off the edge, it's falling all the way off yeah, the I edge. Mean, look, Martinez is a great player, but a broken jaw, bad ankles. Yeah. I think it's going to be tough for him to show out. Yeah. But we've got to be careful because we've got a single point of failure, don't we? Anything happens to Braylon yes. Allen or he tweaks those ankles. I tell you what, I love Stoughton. I go down to 138. I buy a lot at the Walmart. Been a big fan. But I tell you what I can't have. I can't have Shipper in there on first down. We're gonna, it's going to be a whole lot of two yards. If you need, oh, if you need, if you need 10 yards, Shipper will get you two. If you need three yards, Shipper will get you two. If you need one yard, Shipper will get you maybe two. It's just not going to work. So we're thin. Uh, but we're thin with probably the most emergent and exciting running back in college football. All right, so Braylon Allen stays healthy. We're still fans of Stoughton, though, right? Those Stoughton Walmart. I don't know. I'm, I'm, Not the entire sit town. Well, I don't venture out much farther from that unless I'm picking up something from the Taco Bell or some of one of our sponsors, <laughs> the Coors Light. The Coors Light from Walmart is always a good choice. Yeah, that is. That is very, very true. Uh, he's Derek Blakesley, the Badgers outsider. You can hear him Tuesdays on Wildey and Touch uh, with Jason Wildey and Mark Tauscher. Appreciate you filling in, Derek. Always a blast to listen to how your weird brain operates. Well, thank you for that fine compliment. I'm not sure how to... <laughs> How to accept it. Now, yeah, now we're right up against it. I'll, I'll, I guess I'll, I'll close it. It's been a pleasure. Hey, we worked through some challenge, some adversity. If we can bounce back from this adversity, the Badgers can bounce back from early season. That's exactly what they'll do. Mertzi, it's been a pleasure all season, brother. We will uh, maybe see you for the Big Ten Championship game December 4th. Absolutely. Looking forward to it. A big thanks to DJ Stanek and Hunter Vaughn and Alex Strofe. This has been ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day. The Culver's It's Miss Bowl coming up next in Madison. College Game Day continues in Milwaukee.